and it's live again. It's Will's Take Coast Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker. Good morning. 7 a.m. Monday, January 27th. Today's podcast is simply titled 24 in honor of Mr. Kobe Bryant, but not just uh, going to have my thoughts and prayers go out to all those uh, passengers that was on that helicopter yesterday. Uh, that's a, just a tragic news yesterday came across right before I did a recording of my podcast with my brothers yesterday. Still in shock um, about that news, that tragic accent that happened. But I was watching a lot of the things that, uh, a lot of the love and the outpouring of the show, of, I guess you could say, of affection for, towards Kobe. Um, coming from the, definitely the fans in L.A. as they gathered outside the Staples Center yesterday. Also, uh, the NBA. I'm going to get into that. Um my thoughts about them playing the game yesterday after the news broke. Also, he got a lot of love from the world's game of football. Uh, saw the tribute from Neymar, Isco, uh, a couple of the Barcelona players. Um, just tragic, man. I, I really don't want to add too much more and, and you know, to what I said yesterday, if you missed what I said yesterday, go and listen to the uh, listen to that podcast um, on the different platforms that podcasts can be listened to. Um, if you're on Facebook, you can see it on my Facebook, on the Wheels Take On Sports Facebook page. Also, if you're on Twitter, you can see it there also. Um, please like and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at WWS underscore sports show. And on the various different platforms or whatever platform that your podcasts are available and that you're listening to a podcast. Gonna also get into this. This is the 11th time that my home city, Miami, Florida, will be hosting the Super Bowl. So, the Super Bowl week also. Um, gonna get into that a little bit. Uh, let me say this about what the NBA, uh, what happened yesterday in regard to the NBA playing those games, the 24-second violations, um, as they let that's the shot clock running out. And also, there were some instances where there was an eight-second violation, which means they did not get the ball past half court in eight seconds. So those were the tributes that were given to Kobe Bryant at the beginning of the game. Of course, the various players that had his number and... Uh, 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 on their sneakers, Trey Young wore a number eight jersey. Uh, the Young, uh, first-time All-Star out of for the Atlanta Hawks, he wore a number eight jersey to start the game. Cat dropped forty-five. The NBA, uh, those tributes were nice. If you're asking me, in my opinion, which I'm going to give you now, I don't think they should have played those games yesterday. That's just my opinion. Um, it was definitely an emotional time. Um, around the NBA and the sports world or the world period as he was getting uh, uh, tweets uh, that were in uh, that were mentioning him uh, a, a post about Kobe Bryant and some from um, form of the former president and the current occupant of 1600, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue but um, 
I just don't think they should have played yesterday. It was definitely it definitely would look tough watching the games yesterday, watching NBA TV, uh, watching NBA League Pass games. Um, the the guys definitely seemed emotional. Doc Rivers was was emotional um, in his pregame post conference. I'm mean, his pregame press conference. Um, Coach Pop Popovich uh, of the San Antonio Spurs um, came out and did his post game presser press conference and then uh DeMar DeRozan an LA guy I'm pretty uh you know he came out and had his uh gave his statement and things of that nature so it was definitely it definitely looked uh rough and tough for some of those guys to play um a lot of the guys that are reported uh to be close to him in the NBA in this current uh right now uh one of the guys that just could not play and I don't it's, it's not been Said whether he could because of the uh, the news of yesterday, but it said personal reasons, and that's Kyrie Irving. Uh, Kyrie Irving uh, had a really, really close relationship with Kobe Bryant. It's been reported. I think a lot of that is due because some of the fact that when Kobe Bryant first came into the league, his first couple of years, he wasn't he wasn't a social guy. He wasn't a guy who hung out with his teammates. All he did was play basketball, and he wasn't very well received, you know, amongst his peers, amongst his teammates. Um, he seemed to – they he was labeled aloof, uh, a loner. Um, some of the things that's attached right now to Kyrie Irving. So it makes sense for that friendship, in my opinion. You know, Kyrie and, and um, Kobe's uh, friendship, it made sense to me. So – Kyrie Irving was not able to play in the Nets and Knicks game yesterday. But, again, is he hasn't come out and said whether it was about uh, the news that he heard about Kobe Bryant yesterday or, you know, uh, or anything else. He, it just, he just said personal reasons. Uh, saw some of the things said by Dwayne Wade. Um, two of the best point uh, – two of the best uh, two guards or uh, off guards – um, in, uh, to, to compete against each other in this current era or last era. They both played then, and, you know, it was one and two, five championships, three championships. And uh, Dwayne, seemed, uh, Dwayne Wade seemed a little bit emotional, well, a lot emotional um, in his Instagram posts. Just uh, many different things that w- that uh, came across, definitely from the, M- from the NBA to Grammys last night. I thought about playing that clip at the beginning that Alicia Keys and Boyz II Men did, and I was like, mm, "I pass. I'm not gonna do it. Um, just, just couldn't do it. Just, just didn't want to go that route." Oh, uh, let's see. In regards to the games, though, uh, some of the performances were Kobe light. You know, Trey Young dropping 45, uh, Dame Leonard. Dame Dollar dropping 50 in his game. Uh, of course, Kawhi going on to, I think this is his eighth straight 30-point uh, performance as the Clippers uh, beat Orlando 112-97 in Orlando, Florida yesterday. Um, there were just so many different uh, performances yesterday in the NBA that had a lot of Kobe-like uh, like uh, a lot of uh, parallel to some of Kobe's top performances or performances in his 20-year NBA 
career. When I look at the NBA, the current state of the NBA right now, and I said this yesterday, to me there are five teams in the NBA that have a serious chance to win the NBA title this year. Uh, there's two teams in the East and three teams in the West. When I look, when I uh, I look at the the Bucks, the Seventy Sixers in the East and the West, I look at look at uh, of course the Lakers and the Clippers and the Utah Jazz. I'm going to talk about two of these teams right now, but um, let me also say this: of all of those five teams that I just mentioned, there are important players on each of those teams to me that are going to be key, very key to one of those five teams holding the gold ball at the end of the season. When I look at the 76ers, I say it's, I say it's Ben Simmons. I said this yesterday also on the podcast. Um, the 76ers may need to have a conversation with Joel Embiid in regards to letting him know that it may be time to – it's Ben Simmons' team now. Not that Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is the most talented player. I think definitely Joel Joel Embiid is the most talented seventy sixer. But when Ben Simmons is the focal point of their offense, when Joel Embiid is out, the seventy sixers play a whole lot better. They look like a different team. The ball moves. Um, it, it, they just look different um, when you look at the seventy sixers. Uh, with Ben, with without Joel Embiid on the floor. So if you ask, if you ask me, in regards to who will be, uh, who who's the most important important player on that team, um, to me is uh, um and uh, and their quest for a NBA title is Ben Simmons. When I look at the Milwaukee Bucks, the most important player is Chris Middleton. He's got a he's got a he's a he's he was a first time All Star last season. Um, as a reserve, and it's going to be he, – he's the key to me. Giannis is going to get his. I mean, there, there, I don't think there's many people in the world, in the NBA, that can can, can, stop, can contain uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. That was a sorry attempt. But anyway, there's very few people who can, who can challenge Giannis. Uh, so it's going to come down to Chris Middleton. You know, Chris Middleton is definitely a, he's a, 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 a outside shooter. I, I would say he's more streaky than uh, than I would say a, a, a dead eye shooter or a Ray Allen type or a Steph Curry like or a Dale Curry like or Ricky Pierce, Craig Hodges. Let me see any more great shooters. Larry Bird. Uh, any of those guys, I wouldn't put him in that category or Reggie Miller or in that category, but he he's streaky. And he's going to have to – it's going to be really important when the game slows down and teams get to concentrate more and focus on how to slow Giannis down, keep Giannis out of the paint. It's going to be very key that Chris Middleton steps up and be that other star and, and give Milwaukee more reliable scoring. When I look at the Utah Jazz, it's Mike Connolly. Um they picked Mike Conley up in the offseason basically because he's a better scorer than Ricky Rubio. Um, when Ricky Rubio was on the Utah Jazz, it was basically, okay, it's four on five on when the Jazz had the ball because nobody was threatened by Ricky Rubio shooting the ball from the outside. So 
Mike Conley is a different player. And I, I think definitely Mike Conley is probably, a, 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 I would say, is a definitely a, a better uh, defensive player. So Mike Conley, to me, is uh, is a key to the Utah Jazz um, trying to hold that goal, that goal ball for the first time in franchise history. With the Clippers, Paul George, it is, I think Kawhi's going to be Kawhi. I think Kawhi's going to do his thing, but I think definitely Paul George and Paul George's health. That is going to be the key to the Clippers being uh, an NBA champion this season. And then when I look at the Los Angeles Lakers, it's AD. Because it's going to be – it's not that it's AD's first time in the playoffs. It's going to be AD's first time in the playoffs as the favorite. You know, he, he's they, he's been to the second round, which was, you know, by pulling an upset. Um, but he hasn't been on a team to where the expectations are championships or a championship. So how will he handle that in a – which is going to be a fierce postseason uh, uh, playoffs in the Western Conference? And, uh, and another thing I, I want to uh, say is the – Lakers and the Clippers better stop messing around, uh, or the Clippers especially, and just say, "Hey, we just want to get to the, we just want to get to the tournament." I don't know about that. You might want some. You might want uh, a, a top seed and avoid um, the, the Jazz in the second round. I wouldn't play around if I'm if I'm the Clippers because the Jazz are for real in a, in a league where. Now the way the way the association is right now, it's a jump shooters league. It, it's a it's a it's a space league. Um, you got outside shooting, you got a chance. And with Rudy Gobert just just becoming a better player, period, a better all around player. He was always a great defensive player. He was always solid on the glass or, or rebounding. They're running some of their offense. I watched Utah the other night. Uh, they're running some of their offense through this dude. I, I was like, whoa. He's now playing like Jokic. They're doing things with him like like Jokic. They're putting him at the they're putting him at the foul line. They got the guy spread across and they dump it into him and then they're running cut action off of him. That's I didn't see that in his game. It's the same thing with Bam Adebayo. The Miami Heat run a lot of um, high post set with him receiving the ball and then him being able to – with Spo and uh, the coaching staff trusting that Bam's going to make the correct play or make the correct decision of where to go to the ball after the cut, all, all the movement and motion that's going on around him. It's the same thing with Rudy Gobert, and if, I did not see that in his game. And I, this maybe this is my first time, I guess, really paying attention to uh, Rudy Gobert because – Really, let's face it, Utah has not always been relevant. I mean, they've been good, but they ain't been, you know, a possible NBA champion since the days of Carl Malone and John Stockton and Jeff Hornacek and those guys. But it's a different Rudy Gobert. I was like, wow. And with those with Joe English and Bogdanovich shooting the ball, whoa. And, of course, Donovan Mitchell is – he he's not there yet. That superstar plateau. He's definitely an all star. He's not quite there yet, but he's def he is he's this he's the he's Dwayne Wade now. He he plays he he reminds me of Dwayne Wade. Not a, his height, his athleticism, and the things that he does. 
Reminds me a lot of Dwayne Wade. Very hard to keep out of the paint. Um, he's got a definitely a better three-point shot than Dwayne had in his career. But Donovan Mitchell's making that that rise to that. He's trying to get on that superstar plateau. He's trying. He ain't there yet, but he's trying. He's definitely an all-star, but he is not on that superstar plateau. But if he has an outstanding postseason run, yeah, then you put him in that superstar category. But Donovan Mitchell is playing real well, and then that floor is so wide open because then they, you know, they keep those two guys on either wing, on either corner of the floor. Joe uh, 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 Ingles and uh, Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich, and they just run high pick and roll action or high post action with Rudy Gobert uh, making the decision, or he comes up and he said he sets the pick for um, Donovan Mitchell. So. It, the Utah Jazz, if I'm the L.A. Clippers, I'm trying my best not to play that team in the second round. You know, although the Lakers are only up, I think it's four and a half games right now on uh, the Clippers. Oh, my bad. It dropped to three and a half. So both, yeah, both the Clippers and the Jazz, the Jazz are just three and a half games back. And like I said, if I'm the Clippers, I ain't messing around. I'm not trying to mess around and see Utah in the second round or, or the Lakers for that matter. I wouldn't want to mess around. I would definitely want to avoid that team in the second round. I'd rather play Denver in the second round, although the Denver's having an outstanding season. Also, they're 18 games over 500. The top four teams in the Western Conference right now uh, are all at least 18 games over 500. That's remarkable, <laughs> to be honest with you. So it's clear that those those four teams, but in my opinion, from what I've seen this season, I wouldn't want to play the I wouldn't want to play the Utah Jazz in the second round. If I'm either the Lakers or the Clippers, I'd rather play the Nuggets. Just, just that's just my opinion. Because the Utah Jazz are coming, nine and one in their last ten ball games. They are coming. They are not playing around. And this was something that was predicted in the summer by a lot of people when they saw that this, uh, you know, when this team was assembled. Uh, Bagdanovich signing over from um, from Utah, uh, the trade acquisition of Mike Conley. A lot of people was like, whoa, watch Utah. And then they got off to a slow start at the beginning of this season. And then lately, over these, definitely over the last 10 games. But I, since the start of this year in, round, in, in, in December, they started, they, they really started to play better basketball. All that may have had to do with the fact that Joe Ingles was inserted into the starting lineup. But they, they have started to play a, a whole lot better. Uh, compared to earlier in this season. And, again, they've spaced the floor with those two shooters. Now, those are, those two guys are not streaky. Those two guys are knockdown shooters. You cannot leave Joe Ingles open. You can forget it. You leave Joe Ingles open, and then Bogdanovich has more athleticism than I thought. Uh, I, I didn't think he was that athletic, but I, but I failed to remember that he was the guy that helped, that, that really was the main cog and the reason why uh, the Indiana Pacers made the playoffs last year because Victor Oladipo went down uh, during last season, and yet the Indiana Pacers were still able to maintain a consistent level of play to make to uh, make the NBA playoffs, and most of that was because of Bogdanovich. So it escaped my memory. That's all I could say um, about that last season or, or Bogdanovich or whatever. So Utah Jazz making 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 a serious uh, run and, and being a serious contender. 
unlike my Miami Heat, who are who are truly lacking just one more. It's a great story what the Heat are doing, but they're just lacking just one more. They just need another guy that can that can be uh, that can make that can make that that can help Jimmy Butler and be a more of a consistent scorer. They just need one more guy. That's all. And then some some to get healthy uh, with some of their uh, key players, proven players to be healthy, and for those guys to start making uh, contributions to the team in a major way. If they're not traded, you know, Goran Dragic or, or Deion Waiters, for the, those are the two guys I'm basically focusing on right now. Um, the Heat definitely. I don't know if they. I don't know if they can acquire Stephen Adams. I think that'll be a perfect fit for them and what they need. Um, he would definitely give them the rim protection that they need and uh, the rebounding. It, um, it'll take a lot of pressure off Bam Adebayo from playing in the middle. Uh, Myers Leonard, God bless his heart. He can shoot the outside shot, but he is a spot player, in my opinion. He's not. A, I don't think he's a. He could be a key, uh, key cog in a team winning an NBA championship. You can come off the bench, and give me eighteen to twenty minutes. You know what I'm saying? That that would be an ideal role for him on a championship contender, not being the starting center. I know he can hit the outside shot. He's he's definitely big. He's seventy he's seven one, he gets the heat size, but he is not the answer. Not not at all. Not even close. So Steven Adams would be a nice fit. Lamarcus Aldridge would be a nice fit from uh the Miami Heat if that, you know, trade does go down, if San Antonio decides to just not you know, get younger or whatever. But San Antonio right now is in a play is in the playoffs if the season ended today. Or they're one game out, one and a half games out behind the Memphis Grizzlies. And shout out to to Morant, the rookie. Didn't see that in him. Um I thought he was a hot dog when he played um last season. I forgot the school he played for. But I thought he was more of a I thought he was a hot dog. I thought he was one of those guys that you know, yeah, he's good, but he ain't that good. In my opinion, when I watched him, uh, they played Florida State last year in the uh, NCAA tournament, and I was like, and I watched him play against better competition, and I was like, he ain't that good. He played at Murray State. Yeah, but he, I was like, he's not that good. And he, he, didn't, he didn't look interested in playing against, you know, good competition. You know, didn't look like he was trying to get his teammates involved. Looked like he was just doing things to make himself shine. So I, I just say he wasn't that good. Man, am I wrong? Hey, he is. The NBA. I've heard this a lot in regards to college players jumping to the NBA. The NBA game is more suited for his style of play. This is definitely another one of those instances where the NBA style of play is a lot more suited to John Morant's uh, style of play. Open floor, um, definitely about matchups in the NBA, although you can't play zone, but still it's definitely about matchups in the NBA. And this kid gets to the rim, and he is athletic. A little light, like your boy. I'm light too, a little light in the frame. But he gets to that bucket. He, he gets there. And Zion Williamson, the minutes are ticking up just a little bit more. I Again, Changed my opinion watching him for when he when he made that uh when he made his debut uh for the 2019-2020 season. It's like, man, that kid gets off the floor quick. Then I again I watched him at Duke. I I, I just say, well, he's just overwhelming the other players on the court with his talent and his size. He's not gonna do that in the NBA. I was wrong. Man, that dude, he is 
He had an instance yesterday in the game that they played where he had like three straight offense rebounds, the Moses Malone type thing, the pad and the stats, just tapping the ball to himself and just beating every, just getting off the floor quicker than everyone else, jumping higher than everyone else. That type of effort with that athleticism and that size of uh, the size that he is, and if he can just control his weight a little bit, get down maybe 20 pounds to more uh, 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 suitable weight that, you know, maybe he can carry and not put so much stress on him. He would be Zion Williamson. He has a chance, man. He could be really good and a very dominant player in this league with with the way he plays. That second jump ability. Whew. That's that's it's amazing that that guy that big does does those type of things. The Super Bowl is in my hometown, Miami. Uh, we're getting ready for Kansas City and San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to do a show on Thursday. Um, talk about that a little bit more in depth. Also going to talk about um, uh, and then going to do a live show before the kickoff of the Super Bowl next Sunday at 4 o'clock. Um, I host that on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I, can, I, I will put the number in the description. Uh, on Thursday, so you uh, have the chance to call in, and I'm just going to get people's Super Bowl picks and what they're doing and where they're going to watch the game and what's on your menu, because I'm greedy. I like to talk about food, too. I could do a podcast about food. I could. I really could. Not not, not giving you any advice in cooking or anything. Just I'm greedy. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's my time. Thank you so much for taking the time to join, Will's, uh, to join me this morning. We'll take on sports. Again, whatever uh, platform that you're listening to podcasts or please hit the like and subscribe button. Also, if you'd like to leave me any comments, good or bad, doesn't matter to me as long as you listen. Because every time, any, any, any uh, email I get in regards to this podcast, I don't care if you, I don't care if you say some of the most outrageous things. I always say thanks for listening. Plus, it's an automatic response. <laughs> it's an automatic. It's an automatic response to uh to to to, to email and, and Facebook for that matter. It's an automatic response. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Good or bad comment doesn't matter. Just give your boy that download or give me that listen. That's all that matters. That's all that matters when it comes to this podcast. Two four. That was the title of this podcast. It was a tribute to Kobe Bryant. The Mamba Mentality. I said this yesterday um, in regards uh, to my opening, opening about Kobe Bryant and that Mamba Mentality. And I said that was the – I never had any interactions with Kobe Bryant personally, never met him or anything like that. But I did have an opportunity on Twitter – uh, like with so uh, so many other stars, it just I think he he posted something about the mama mentality, and I was like, I would like that on to have that type of focus and determination and work ethic uh, on my podcast because I want my podcast to be great. I want it to be. I didn't write all that in the tweet, but anyway, that's my thought process. Um, and he liked it. He just liked the tweet. That was about it. He didn't give me a follow back, but anyway, that's not important. I close the podcast the same way every single time. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holler. Be safe. Be easy. I'll talk to you on Thursday morning.